Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Inspired Mind Podcast with Ella Victoria. Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. We are going to be chatting today all about feeling overwhelmed, which I know all of us can feel from time to time. And this has just been something that's been on my mind a lot lately, because to be quite honest, I've been feeling a little bit overwhelmed and like I've got a never ending to-do list. And I sometimes wonder if this is self-inflicted because I can keep adding things onto my to-do list. And sometimes I don't know really where to draw the line. So I really wanted to do some research into this and find some ways to make my to-do list the most productive, the most optimal, and how to tackle it. Like, I feel like there's so many strategies and productivity tips out there on how to properly organize your day and actually prioritize things correctly. So I've come up with a bunch of steps that I'm going to share with you guys today. So hopefully we will all be feeling a little bit less overwhelmed. And I think that the reason that this has been so prominent for me lately is because as you guys know, I'm going away in a couple of weeks. I'm going away and I think nine days now from when I'm recording this so soon. So Brayden and I are going away to Europe for five weeks. If you didn't know, I feel like I've mentioned it a few times, but this has been a trip that we've been planning for so long now. Like it's been at least six months in the making or more. And so there's been a lot of anticipation around it, a lot of planning, and we are so excited that it's finally come. But I also feel like I'm being a little bit of a perfectionist. And it's like, because we've had so much time to plan everything, I just want everything to be perfect. And so I think sometimes I add unrealistic things onto my to-do list because I'm just trying to achieve everything. But at the end of the day, like, 
perfect doesn't exist. There's always more that I can be doing and I've got to be okay with just enjoying it. You know what I mean? But in saying that, I feel like I've been putting a lot of pressure on myself to get things done because I do want to make sure we have the best holiday ever because we've been planning it for so long. We've spent a lot of money on this holiday and I just want to make sure it's the best possible. And I know it will be, but I'm just trying to get everything in order to make sure that there's nothing like kind of that I have to do because last time I went over to Europe, which was like five years ago and I went over in winter that time, I did some work while I was still over there. And I think having those things on my to-do list while I was over there really stressed me out. And this time I'm like, I'm making sure that I get everything done because I don't want that same thing to happen. So I think that's kind of lingering at the back of my brain. And that's why I'm kind of like, I need to get everything done, which is great. And I think my future self will thank me for doing that. But there's no need to get stressed and overwhelmed in the process. And I also think that if I stress myself out now in the process and I try and like keep myself really busy and doing all of these things, by the time I actually go over to the holiday, I'll probably get sick. Does that ever happen to you guys? It's like before a holiday, you get so busy and then all of a sudden you get there and you relax and it's like your body's like, okay, good. You can let me relax and it all catches up with you and you get unwell. I feel like that's happened to me far too many times and I don't want that to happen this time. So I'm being very aware of it which is why I wanted to take the time to do research into this and do a whole podcast episode on it because I think so many people can relate to this regardless of if we have like a trip coming up. I feel like this applies to so many areas of our life. I know for me with being self-employed and being my own boss, I can constantly keep allocating more and more things to do. And sometimes it feels like, it's never enough and I need to be doing more and more and I'll add more onto my plate. But something I've had to learn over the years is where to draw the line and be like, okay, that is enough for now because there's always going to be more to do. And you've just got to be satisfied with what you do achieve and focus on the things that you do do instead of just the things that you don't do. So I know that so many of us can feel this way, especially with hustle culture being such a big thing. And when we're on social media and we see so many people doing so many different things, it can put a lot of pressure on us to feel like we need to do more and more. And I feel that pressure myself a lot, but we're only seeing a small portion of that one person's day. And so many people are doing different things every single day. But if we're watching all of these people do different things on Instagram stories, it can make us feel like we need to do all of the things because we get FOMO and we're like, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And it can be overwhelming. I think social media is one of the biggest reasons we can feel like we need to do more and we need to do all of these things. It's because we see other people doing them. We're like, well, if they can do them, why can't I? And on one hand, it can be a really good motivator, but it can also sometimes make us set unrealistic expectations for ourselves because social media can curate things a certain way. And, you know, you never know what help people have behind the scenes and what their actual life is like. So you can't compare yourself to someone else. Yeah, everyone has a different capacity of what they can get done at a different point in time. And another point that I just wanted to say quickly is that I feel like sometimes we can be addicted to the stress. And this is something I've been really aware of as well. And it's because we are so used to feeling like we need to do all of these things that as soon as our to-do list clears up a little bit, it can feel like we need to add more because we're almost not comfortable with having this free time. And it can make us feel like we're not succeeding if we don't have a to-do list that we're always ticking off. And while it is always good to have things on the to-do list, not always everything is a priority and sometimes the biggest priority is just 
relaxing and looking after yourself. And it's okay to not be stressed. I'm sure you guys can think of an experience where you've been really stressed or someone else in your life has been really stressed. And then that problem that's causing them to be stressed has been resolved. And then something else creeps up and just replaces that void. And then they get stressed out about that. It's never, never all good. There's always something that is kind of stressing them out. And stress isn't always a bad thing. It's something that is human nature and it's something that helps us get things done. But sometimes I think we can feed too much into the feeling of being stressed and it's an emotion that actually makes us feel comfortable. And as soon as it's not there, we're like, oh, I feel a bit lost. I don't know if I'm really making progress in life. I feel like I need to be stressed again. And we almost need to take a step back and be like, is there a way I can be a bit more comfortable in not being so stressed and actually take some load off of my plate? Because sometimes all of these things on our to-do list are self-inflicted. They're not necessarily things that someone else is telling us we have to do. They're things that we're choosing to do. You can do whatever you want. You can choose to do whatever you want. But if you're finding that it's making you feel unhappy and making you feel overwhelmed, then I think it's time to have a look at what you've set out for yourself and try and break it down into some more simplified steps and maybe even remove some things so you can actually think a bit more clearer. So before we get into the steps that I've come up with, I want to ask you guys a few questions to reflect on. So think of something in your life currently that's making you feel overwhelmed and have a think about How can I make this easy? I think that question is so simple, but it can really be a mindset shift when you literally think, how can I make this easy? Sometimes we can just feel like something is impossible and it is such a big task, but really we overcomplicate it because we're trying to be a perfectionist. And if we try and bring it back to the most simple form and be like, okay, how can I make this easy? It can really take a lot of pressure off of us. So ask yourself that. How can I make this easy? And is it urgent? I think they are the two most important questions that you can ask yourself. And it's a really quick way to stop yourself from feeling overwhelmed. And also, what can I say no to? Because you don't have to say yes to absolutely everything. I think being a people pleaser is one of the biggest things that can make us feel overwhelmed and can also add a lot to our to-do list. So what can you say no to? Because you don't have to do absolutely everything. Start trying to say no more and don't feel like you keep having to add more and more onto your plate. For me, saying no is something that I find really hard, especially when it comes to work, because I love what I do and I find it really hard to set some boundaries sometimes. But lately I've been trying to say no to more brand collaborations in the lead up to me going away because I know that by me saying yes to all of these brands, it's going to overwhelm me because I'm going to have all of these deadlines. I'm going to have to start posting more branded things when I'm away. And I don't want to have to do that when I'm on holiday. I want to be able to like fully be present in the moment when I'm away and actually have time to switch off. And sure, I'll be creating content and posting like organic stuff when I'm away, but I don't really want to have to be posting branded content and be on my emails, meeting deadlines and things like that. Like that's what a holiday is for. I want to break from that stuff. So I have been trying to learn to say no and also not feel guilty about it. And I'm not going to lie. That's been kind of hard because part of me is like, oh, but I should accept the paid work because then that's going to help me pay my holiday back while I'm away. But then I was like, wait, no, like I've paid all this money to go on holiday. Why would I just like pay to go on holiday to work? Like that makes no sense. I paid all this money. So why would I just go pay to work? (laughs) 
And so that little mindset shift really helped me. I was like, okay, no, I need to actually set some boundaries here. So just by asking myself that simple question, that really helped me. But let's get into the steps that I've written out. So step one, eliminate the shoulds. This kind of goes back to what I was saying before about when we see people doing things on social media and it can make us feel like we should be doing all of these things because you're seeing this and that person do certain things. But actually have a look at your to-do list and think about what shoulds have I got on there? What things have you got on there because you feel like you should be doing them? But what do you actually need to be doing? And what do you want to be doing? If anything is a should, it's basically implying that it's something that you feel like you should do, but it's not something that you actually have to do. So if that is the case and it's optional, reflect on that and have a think about if you even want to do that thing, what the outcome is from doing that thing. And if it's just added pressure that you're putting on yourself. Step two, eat the frog. You may have heard this saying before, but basically it just means get the hardest thing out of the way first. Do the hardest thing in the morning and then after that, get everything else done afterwards. Because often when there's something on our to-do list that's really annoying and not desirable to do, we can feel like we want to procrastinate it and push it back and push it back. And I think that is kind of why I've been feeling a little bit overwhelmed actually, because there's a few things on my to-do list at the moment that I feel like I've been on there for ages and I've just been like lingering around and I just want to get them done. But it's almost got to the point now where I want to procrastinate these things because I've lost any motivation to do them because they've been on my to-do list for so long. So if you can, eat the frog, get the hardest thing done and you'll feel so good for doing it. And most likely everything else will feel a lot easier afterwards because you've got the hardest thing out of the way and you'll just be so thankful that you did that thing that you've been procrastinating doing for ages and it just gets worse and worse the longer you put something off. So just get that thing done out of the way before you can have other distractions creeping in throughout the day. Because I know so often, for example, I'll be like, oh, I'm not going to go to the gym this morning. I'll go later. And then later on in the day, I'll be like, oh no, but I'm too busy with this now. And I'll convince myself that it's not a priority. And I use that example because that is me so often. That is such a typical thing that I do. And to be quite honest, sometimes other things do take priority. So going to the gym isn't the most important thing to do later on in the day. But if I had say gone to the gym first thing in the morning and got that out of the way, then I wouldn't have even like had the opportunity to kind of think of other things to take priority. You know what I mean? So I think sometimes eating the frog, getting the hardest thing out of the way is the best thing that you can do for your productivity and can make you feel so much more relieved. Step three is to use the Covey Quadrant. And this is the first time I've ever seen this, but it's definitely a really great way to plan out whether something is like urgent or not. So this model is created by Stephen Covey and he's the author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's gonna be really hard for me to visually explain what this model looks like in a podcast. So I'll post something over on our Instagram if you guys wanna check it out. It's just the Inspired Mind podcast. But pretty much you have four different sections. The do it section, the schedule it section, delegate it section and eliminate it section. And there's kind of a formula that helps you identify whether that task fits into the do it category or the schedule it category and whatnot. So if it's urgent and important, it goes in the do it category. If it's important, but not urgent, it goes in the schedule it. So you can do it later. If it's urgent, but not necessarily important for you to do, you can delegate it for someone else. And then if it's not urgent and not important for you to do, you can just eliminate it because most likely, even if you need to do that thing at some point, it's not worth being on your to-do list right now. So this model is just something that can really help you identify whether 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Something is urgent or not. So I'll post it on my Instagram, like I said before, but I really like this and I'm actually going to go through and do this with some other stuff on my to-do list. Step four is to create a system for your to-do list because so often we just have one column full of everything that we need to do and Not everything in that list is necessarily urgent, but because we see everything in one line next to each other, we deem them all as equal and we see them all as urgent. So it can be really helpful if you can put them in different columns based off of different categories. For example, your quick ticks, things that take five minutes or less to do, your urgent category, things that need to be done right now, stuff that's in progress. You can write that down and then also even complete. That could be another category, especially if you're doing it digitally. I think that can be really satisfying. And sometimes looking at all of the things that you have completed is so rewarding as well. And it makes you realize you're capable of so much more because sometimes it can feel like you've got so much ahead of you to do that you forget all of the things that you've already achieved. So honestly, keep track of the things that you've completed because I feel like that would be a really good dopamine hit, honestly. If you're into digital organization, there's so many different apps that you can use like Trello, Asana, Notion. There's so many. I personally use Asana for organizing my brand collaborations and that's what my management uses as well. And we have a different column for different things, but there's something on Asana and that you can use in multiple digital organization platforms called a Kanban board. I'd never heard of this before. I didn't know that's what it was called, but basically this allows you to create columns for the different stages that a task is in progress. So you can have your backlog columns. So everything that's on your to-do list, for example, that you need to do that hasn't actually started. Then you can pick what you want to do and move it into the doing column. So then you're doing these things. And then afterwards you can move it into the review column, for example. And then once you've reviewed it and you're happy with the result, you can move it into the done column. So that's just a nice digital way that you can visually manage your projects and your to-do list. And it allows you to create a really good workflow. And also I can imagine this would be really helpful if you're working in a team because then they can see exactly where you're up to on particular things. Step five is to have an off time. It's so easy to let our to-do list continue on into the evening after the workday has ended. And I personally think that sometimes we need a break from our personal to-do list as well, because even though say your workday's done, you might've like closed your laptop and you're done with doing your work. There's often still things that continue on into the evening. Like you might feel like you need to do online shopping and buy particular things for say an upcoming trip. That's something that I felt like I've needed to do. And there's just things on your personal to-do list that are still a chore that then you feel like you need to do in the evening. And while that 
it's not necessarily always achievable to avoid these things. And often those things do end up happening after we've finished work. Like that's inevitable. I think it's also really important to try and schedule some time to just not do those things as well. And actually give your brain a rest from feeling like you need to tick things off. It's okay to not always be moving the needle forward and just like actually relax because your brain needs it. Your brain needs it so badly and it's going to help you so much more with your productivity and your clarity of thought as well. Because I know for me, if I just feel like I'm switched on all of the time, I just can feel so foggy headed and then I'll sleep terribly and it's just a bad cycle. So this is your sign to make sure you actually have some time to unwind read a book before bed, watch your favorite TV show, have some like mindless time just to think about something other than everything that you need to do. Be present in the moment and actually relax because that is going to help you so much more in the long run. And it's just going to stop you from constantly being in this like fight or flight zone. And also when you just keep ticking things off of your list and you never give yourself time to reap the rewards from it, what's the point in my opinion? Because you're just going to feel like you always have things to do and everything is always a chore. You need to give yourself some time to actually reap the rewards of the work that you've done. Step number six, pick your top three priorities. I think it's really important every single day to have one to three main priorities. And then with your to-do list, something that I really like to do is actually go through and number everything on it in order of the most important to least important. It's just a really quick and effective way to help you realize what you need to focus on and what is at the bottom of the to-do list. Quick little plug actually to my small business elements of presence, because we actually have a planner that really, really helps you with organizing your day and planning out your to-do list. And we have a section where you can number your to-do list and then a section where you can tick it off throughout the day. And we even have a little prompt there where you can write your main priority for the day and things like that. Like it just gets you thinking about how you want to show up and what you want to get done. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes if you guys want to check it out, but it's just called the daily reset planner and it's designed to help you reset each day on a new fresh note and just put all of your thoughts to paper and then you can just refer back to it throughout the day when you feel that you need to. It's an A4 notepad so you just tear off the page each day and then start again. So it's helped me a lot with my organization of my days and I just thought that was relevant to mention when I was saying that you can prioritize your day by numbers. But fun fact, research actually shows that the longer your to-do list is, the less likely you are to get things done because that's when overwhelm hits and you kind of end up in a state of paralysis and you just your brain starts spinning and you feel like you're not going to get anything done because you just feel anxious about everything that's on there. So that's why it's really helpful to break down your to-do list into different categories because you really should only be looking at the urgent things to start off with. Step number seven, never let health fall to the bottom of your priority list. And I wanted to mention this because I think this is something that can be so easy to do. And like I was saying before, I often do this if I don't like make my health a priority in the morning. And if I don't get outside first thing in the morning, I find it so easy to then be inside my apartment all day. And it's like the way I start off my day then determines how the rest of the day follows. And so your health should always be your number one priority because if you're not looking after your mind and you're not looking after your body, then you're not even going to be able to do these things in the first place. And it's going to take you a lot longer to do these things. So make sure you're getting your movement in, make sure you're eating nourishing meals and make sure you're sleeping. And that is something you should never, ever 
feel like it's an inconvenience and is something that's not important. Step number eight, verbs first, details later. I thought this was a really interesting way of rephrasing your to-do list when you're writing it down. And it's a really different way of thinking about it because when you start a sentence with a verb, you're starting it with an action step. So for example, I've just gotten my to-do list now by gold jewelry, but if I'd just written gold jewelry, that doesn't really tell me much. I feel like it's good to have something in front of it that is a doing word that actually tells me what I need to do. So I need to buy the gold jewelry. And then another example, I have plan podcast episode, but if I'd just written podcast episode, that could mean anything that could mean record it and it makes the task a lot bigger. So break it down into smaller steps and like create a doing word in front of them so you know exactly what action step you have to do. It's just a small little thing, but it can help make the overall task a lot more clear on what you have to do. And especially at a glance, it gives you an idea of like what category things fall into. And that kind of brings me on to my next tip, which is to batch similar tasks. This is such a helpful thing for productivity. So if you're going to be doing your admin, for example, you need to do emails, you need to send invoices, you need to edit a YouTube video. I'm just thinking of things that like I would do. I would plan them to be on the same day because it makes sense since I'm sitting down in front of a computer to do them all at once. Whereas if I'm shooting a clothing haul, for example, for a YouTube video, I'll think to myself, okay, well, I'm getting ready for the day and I am filming the haul. So I might as well also take some photos in the outfit and just make a whole day out of it. I think batching and having days dedicated to different things is so helpful and can really break things down and help you not get too overwhelmed. And also multitasking can sometimes be really unproductive when you're like jumping from say one task to the other, especially when they're really different. A lot of people think that multitasking is something that is really productive, but it's actually not. Like multitasking can be so unproductive because they say that every time you switch tasks, your brain needs time to actually adjust and recalibrate. So you're actually wasting more time by constantly switching tasks and going from one polar opposite task to the other. So it's better to group certain similar tasks together and it's just easier on your brain. Step number 10 is to avoid interruptions. Interruptions can be the worst thing for your productivity and your flow. It's actually really interesting because once you break your focus and you get distracted by say even a little notification popping up on your phone, it actually shows that it takes 23 minutes to be able to get back into that task and focus again, which is actually crazy if you think about it. It takes that long to get back into a good state of flow after feeling distracted. So some things that you can do is to turn off your notifications on your phone. This can be such a big distraction. And I know for myself, when I have emails popping up and I have texts popping up, I always feel like I need to look at them and not even necessarily respond straight away, but I just need to know what they are. Cause like my brain's like, what if they're urgent? But like, I can guarantee you half the time they're not. And I don't need to necessarily reply to that thing or see that thing then and there. But just by looking at it, it distracts me. And sometimes by having all of these notifications on, it can make me feel more overwhelmed and stressed. I know for me, I really struggle with when I get email notifications and texts that pop up because I feel like I should be like replying to them straight away. And sometimes I don't necessarily reply, but I just want to look at them and see what they are and see if it's urgent. And then if I know it's not urgent, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll get back to that later. But even by just like acknowledging it, it still throws me off of my task. And sometimes it can make me feel so much more stressed. And I'm sure it probably raises my cortisol levels because it's just adding to my plate of overwhelm because I know I've got that other thing to check 
now at the back of my head. Like now I've acknowledged that notification. I know that I need to respond to it. And it's just like added another thing to my to-do list. And yeah, so I think sometimes it's best just to leave the notifications until you have time to actually look at them and respond to them. Like just silence them, silence the notifications and don't look at your phone until you actually have a minute to get back to them because otherwise it can completely distract you from what you're doing. And I just can't believe that studies show that it takes around 23 minutes to regain focus after being distracted. And the final step that I have here, step number 11 is to take action. Like I was saying earlier, task paralysis is real. It can feel like when you've got so much on your plate that you don't even know where to start, that you don't even get anything done. You don't even take the first step. But by not getting started and not working through that anxiety, you're just telling your brain that it's okay. You don't need to do those things. And it's going to make you lack confidence overall because you'll know that you didn't get that thing done. Whereas if you actually go ahead and start doing that task and you get it done, you'll have more confidence for next time. And it just, it creates a good habit really. So they are all of the tips that I've come up with for helping you feel less overwhelmed and prioritize your never ending to-do list. I hope it helped. I know for me by doing this process, it really made me feel a lot better and it's given me some like actionable things that I can do with my to-do list. And I'm definitely going to go through and break it down into things that need to be done now versus later on and what's urgent and what's not. And it's just, it's made it a lot more manageable personally, I think. So I hope that this was helpful for you guys and inspired you. This is the last solo episode before we take a break for the season. I'm actually having one of my friends on next week for an episode, which I think you guys are going to really, really like. So stay tuned for that. But then afterwards, I go away to Europe for five weeks. And then when I get back, I'll start the next season of the podcast. So if you have any suggestions on what you would like to hear in the next season, do let me know because I am going to be brainstorming and planning all of that very shortly. And I really hope you've enjoyed all of the episodes that have come out this season. Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen every single week. If you do enjoy the podcast, please do leave a little review on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a little written review on there, but you can also rate on both Spotify and Apple. That honestly helps out more than you guys know, and I just appreciate it so much. So thank you all so much for supporting me. And if you guys still want to keep up with me during the season break, obviously I'll still be posting on all of my personal socials but also on the podcast Instagram. We've been posting like almost every single day on there. So you can just head to the Inspired Mind podcast to follow along on there. Or you can follow me on my personal pages on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, everywhere. It's just Ella Victoria. But I hope this episode inspired you and I'll speak to you in my next episode. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.